0: Welcome to episode six of the Redeeming Church podcast, where Mike and I discuss what redeeming the church from the inside looks like, so it can be the redeeming church that God desires it to be. On this episode, Mike and I reflect on the recent election and what responding like Jesus looks like. Here we go.
1: Mike, how are you, man? Hey, Andrew. You know, I'm uh, I'm doing well. Uh, how am I actually doing? I thought I was gonna have something witty to say off of that. Uh, it's
0: good, you know. It's a question that, that is all too common, and you just breeze on and move along, but it really take stock sometimes.
1: You so. know, it it's kind of like uh, I feel like I'm on this roller coaster of emotion, right? Where I I am both I am both fine and terrible and great at the same time, right? Um a complicated way to be it's yeah yeah i mean it's it's, it's just it's life it's 2020 where uh yep. but i'm choosing right now to be good i'm choosing right now to feel fine because we're doing this podcast again andrew we are we are and joy is a choice joy is a choice this is true So we're
0: trying to teach our daughter you can yes. to choose to be happy mm-hmm. so yeah it's good
1: that's, that's a good, good parenting. parenting
0: nice and we're good parents sometimes <laughs> well mike it's a long week Election stuff capped off by a long fall. Yeah, capped off by a long summer and year. What uh, what did you find during election week helped you to maintain your sanity amidst all the numbers coming around and everything happening?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I I'm not used to an election day being an election week because <laughs> that 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 drug <laughs> on right like that was a. Is it done yet? Is it? We're still I, I think we're still. I think it's still going. I think <laughs> that there are some ballots that are still being counted. But um, yeah, I know on that Tuesday and that Wednesday, I was trying my best to not be on on any social media. I was trying not to. I was like anxious. I don't know about you, but I was just anxious throughout the throughout the few days as things were still getting coming together. But um, I think what we tried to do was to just watch some of our favorite movies. And uh, right now in the Weiss household, mm. actually. Um, yeah, we are, we are already celebrating the start of Christmas. The tree is already up. The tree is up. I know. I know. Presents are under the tree. So some of you are, are scoffing at that, but you know what I need, we, we were choosing to have joy through Christmas. So that's what we're. And through opening
0: day of baseball, right? Yes. That tree stays up for a while, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yes. The tree will stay up until pitchers and catchers report. Uh, it'll come (laughs) back up again, November 5th. That's our proposal anniversary. So there's like a few days that we call the dark days because there's no baseball or Christmas. And that's like a five, six day span. Way to get the most out of your holidays. Yes, yes. So we watched a lot of movies, and some of it was Christmas movies. Uh, some of it was uh, uh, Hallmark Christmas movies, where the plot is exactly the same for every single movie, and what? yet you expect it, and you're okay with it. No, unlike 2020. But um, yeah. What about what about you? How did you guys get through? What's your favorite Christmas movie? Uh like like Hallmark or or just in general anything um, anything loosely tied to Christmas. You know um you know it's been a really good uh, Netflix film, uh, Klaus uh have you have you seen that yet no oh you guys gotta see it okay it it's very good it's like uh imagine emperor's new groove but uh Ooh. and, and he, it's kind of got that you feel got to going, it yeah. very light very comedic uh okay. enjoyable you can watch it over and over again okay. so that's how i feel about emperor's new groove that's mm-hmm. how i feel about klaus okay. on netflix
0: i was in for a good entertaining laugh yes um during election week um you know we are good parents and so our kids got us through just the joy that a child brings, oh. who actually doesn't care about an election—that's nice—or COVID or anything going on. In fact, Gideon wore his mask for the first time this last week, and he didn't want to take it off. He was so excited, oh. to be part of the mask club. <laughs> so,
1: you we, know, we I, got another one. That that childhood joy needs to rub off on uh, on some people. I don't know if anyone uh, is anyone enjoys the uh, the pleasure of wearing a mask. Just volunteer for the nursery, and you get to see it firsthand.
0: There you go. The hey. joy of children. Yes. Well. Enough of the light fluff.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's get <laughs> real, man. let's get
0: real, man. Let's get real for this episode. Uh before we dive into this episode, it is important to clarify Mike and I don't feel the need to do a whole lot of disclaimers, but we shall in the effort of uh full disclosure. We really are not looking to push one stance or the other. Um <laughs> all the us have super strong stances mm-hmm. anyway. We want things to be rooted in deep biblical truth, uh, as the church should be. That being said, this podcast, you can turn it off now if you'd like to, but we will be reflecting on the election, uh, the general moods of people, how things are going, and uh, really our goal is to be and act like Christ, no matter where you fall in that spectrum. Mm -hmm. So, that being said, Mike, 30,000 foot view. Just general thoughts on the election, especially how it relates to the church and yeah. everything going
1: on. Yeah, well, I think like most elections of the last, uh, at least the last eight years I can think of. The only ones we've cared about. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Uh, it was ugly, right? It was, uh, you know, again, it, in the days leading up to it, it's been uh, It's been ugly. Um, it's been divisive, and I, you know, I... Andrew, uh, looking at the number of votes that were casted for both um, uh, President-elect Biden and President Trump, you can see that obviously people came out to vote, and people had very strong. Um, you know, if the results mean anything, um, you know, people were very passionate about their candidate. What it shows is that people are rather divided right now, and even in the events after that. So now, when we're in this process of um, where there are groups of people who are questioning even how what the results are and if the ballots were fair. Um, you you see a lack of trust. You see a, a, a place where people uh, do not yeah, people are, are are not looking to to trust one another on the results right now. And it's yeah, it's it's been kind of sad uh, honestly to look at that and to see just where uh, American people are at. And, and even just the questioning of the system of democracy and and you know those things have been uh, I think for me just kind of discouraging to see and when I look at in reference to the church I you know I think there's an opportunity here uh, for those who follow Jesus like there is a a potential uh, to see the church be a bridge builder right to to be able to um you know be a good neighbor and love people of of both sides of the extreme political spectrum. Um, and that's not to say that you're not allowed to have your own convictions on it, but I think we as Christ followers can do something that I feel like culture uh, cannot do right now, and that is care for, find a way to care for one another, to uh, you know, to not um, lord over the results, but rather to um, to be loving. But I think with the problem that I, I see in all this is that I, I I don't think this election, and I don't think even some of the re- the results from it. Uh, I don't think it it helps some people's view of the church, especially now when you have, um, you know, you have a lot of I think popular pastors and churchgoers who are advocating to uh, either, you know, test the results of the election or jump off Facebook, and you know, there 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 seem or or I mean, we will t- we'll get into this maybe in a little bit, but even like the spreading of, of different information or conspiracy theories, um, that has not helped for uh, the overall view of the church, and I I don't think it's wrong to be. Uh, I, I think as a church, we, we we don't need to be liked by everyone. Um, in fact, we should we should be disliked for the right reasons. Um, I was going to say the term "popular pastor" is kind of a oxymoron. Yes, right, right. Um, it, it seems as if we're 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 being disliked for the wrong reasons. So that was a long spiel, but um, yeah, well, that's that's kind of where I'm where I'm looking at things. were Things are ugly. Um, there's not an opportunity for sure, but there's a lot of work for us to do. Um, in the church community. But, yeah, what did you what did you take away, kind of the 30,000 uh, view from the air? Yeah, <sighs> that's a very good
0: question. So my biggest frustration throughout all of this, you know, I've said that phrase about 10 different topics, so I'm not sure what my actual biggest frustration is, really whatever I'm feeling in the moment. Yeah. So at this moment, my biggest frustration throughout all this certainly is how— the church itself has treated itself. How church members have yeah. treated other church members. Yeah. on Social media, in person. Um, I mean, not even just about the election, about COVID and mask wearing,
1: and yeah, and all those things. There was, was so happened. much leading to this. There mm-hmm. are just My so goodness. so many topics that go outside of uh, whether you're a conservative or a I Democrat, know. right? And just the tensions leading up. I'm surprised the whole cities weren't
0: just burned down on election week, with the way that things were building. The problem seems like is rooted in identity. That's what I think is happening. Hmm. Because as human beings, as these creatures, thinking, intelligent creatures, we need to identify with something, all of us. I mean, the need for acceptance, Yeah. the fear of rejection, yeah. I think you've been rector, is, <laughs> is at the heart of who we are as individuals. So we need to identify with something, belong to something, And so in a time like this, when political tensions are high, rather than having Christ be that as he should be as our main identifier and who we identify with, everything else being secondary, we make these secondary things primary. Yeah. And we identify as a Republican or as a Democrat, and we dive into that so strongly because we see other tangible people who are fiery like us on our side identifying with the same thing and we feel a sense of belonging so then you develop a sense of blindness to your side even so that was another big frustration is Mm. like man i could even handle wherever you landed whatever candidate you landed on but can we just be honest about all the candidates and their strengths and their weaknesses and their flaws and their good things but we can't we don't speak ill of anybody even though there's lots to be said about everybody and if we can just have eyes wide open and then make a decision i think it's great but we can't because we so strongly identify. And to attack anything about a
1: candidate or a side is to attack someone's personal identity. It's to yeah. attack the core of who they are. You know, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting that you say that. I feel as if even uh, even in, uh, among pastors, there has been this divide. Uh, it, you know, talking about the popular pastors, um, were you were you either team Al Mohler or team John Piper? Uh, because both those guys gave out. Uh, you know, posts about their convictions and and where both were on different sides uh, of who they were going to vote for. And it was amazing to see how the response to both of those guys, uh, either they were incredibly affirmed by their by the people that agreed with them and then uh, uh, extremely uh, uh, there was a backlash for those that disagreed as if like these two pastors could not have their own opinions and almost like you could read some of those comments and you just see very different camps uh, of Uh, people. Uh, even, even, even some of the comments getting as ugly as, uh, you're not a true Christian. If you, uh, if you voted, uh, for Joe Biden, or, you know, you're not a true Christian if you voted for Donald Trump, right? right? And I, I think we've seen a lot <laughs> of that. <laughs> it's, it's like there's no way. is a true Christian. Yeah, so. right. No, no, this is, a, it's like a no-win situation, but uh, yeah, it, it's so interesting. And I think that's just, is that is that what just politics pulls out, right? It just kind of pulls out the, the worst of us? Um, or is it, you know, or is it just because this is this has been the last four years, right? I felt like, um, you know, similar to the last election, there was, there was a lot on this one, Right. Um, and, and you know, I, I, there's a lot on every election, uh, obviously. But it, it did seem like the way um, people's emotions were tied into this, or the, the, the type of candidates coming up, it seemed like there was just so much into this one. And um, that you know, now that you know, looks like one side has has won, um, the other side that has lost is responding in, in a way where they're questioning the process. When and again, I think that just kind of tells. Tells you like like you were saying, you know, we we have we have we've dug our heels into this candidate, and if they are on the winning side, great. But if they're on the losing side, we're going to keep fighting for that candidate because we suspect there's something nefarious happening. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah,
0: yeah, it is. I looked up a verse since we were called out by a good friend Steve about not using uh, scripture enough. Yeah, whatever, Steve. <laughs> Galatians 3:26 so in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith for all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ there is neither Jew nor Gentile neither slave nor free nor is there male nor female nor republican or democrat mm-hmm. for you are all one in Christ Jesus and that is what got lost in the church in this election
1: yeah if you're uh if you're listening to us and you're you're feeling that frustration with the church as a whole no matter how you voted yeah i I think it's fair to say that uh, the, the church has some has some relation has some bridges to rebuild within itself, uh, and I, I think that is fair to say, and I think it's doable, and I, I think we'll get into that. But yeah, yeah that is yeah. that is that is the problem right now. Yeah, and I think it's a
0: fair one. It's going to take a strong dose of humility, mm-hmm. humility and grace, kind of like two of the key qualities our Savior showed. Hmm, fascinating. Well. On that note, we'll jump into that segment of the podcast, walking in unity with one another. Mike, you just said it. We can come back from this. We can be unified again. What's it going to take? How long is it going to take? What's it going to look like? What do we need to do to to bridge the gap within ourselves? Yeah. To become Christ-like again.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it. Uh, all these are going to sound very simple, uh in very, very maybe, maybe even Sunday school-ish, right, of answers. But I think for starters, we 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 get recentered on on the big priorities of the church, right? Um, and that is we we go back to doing what we should already be doing, and that's being Bible-believing Christians that are that are seeking the Lord, that are looking to be sanctified. Um, that are looking to mature in their faith, that are looking towards Jesus, and how to handle these things. And you know, I, I think also even in relations with one another, the Bible says so much about about what it is to walk in unity again. And I and I think of what Philippians two, what Paul writes in that um, in that passage where where he says in uh, the beginning of two uh, verses one through four. If there is any encouragement in Christ, and if, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in Spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look not to his own interests, but rather to the interest of others. And, you know, I I think it's fair to say we don't have to have the same mind on who you voted for. Right. Um, Whoa. I know. Crazy. Well, I mean, I I feel I'm having this conversation with my students, how uh, I know for, you know, the church is mostly, uh, it seems like uh, most churches would say they're more of a conservative leaning um, uh, church. And, 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 I don't. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that, uh, as long as, like you said earlier, we're we're open, uh, we're we're going with our eyes wide open. But the reality is that the the church is not just a conservative church, right? The church needs to be open to both the the, the Republican, the Democrat uh, coming in. Um, we're allowed to have differences of opinions on some of these what I would call secondary issues. I know it's, they feel primary, but for us as the believers, like in looking at what this text says in Philippians we're We're called to have the same mind on what on Jesus and the and the purposes of god and and I think what that looks like, and I recognize that like every denomination has a different opinion on what on what achieving God's mission looks like, but I think there's a case you can you can make by saying let's let's look to you know the greatest commandments that that Jesus gave us like love God, love others, make disciples right that to me is that primary that to me is the one that we, you know, we need to come, come back towards. That's the one that we need to have our eyes fixed on. And I think that, that means a lot of ways, um, you submitting our pride over. And, and I think sometimes like I might offend some people listening to this, but I feel like sometimes as Americans where we're way too proud of our, of our, of our patriotism. Well, Mike. Oh God, I know, I know. We're gonna get canceled. America is the All. greatest nation well, ever in the history uh, of the world. Uh, well, that's that's what people will tell me, and uh, it's because it's a gospel uh, truth. It's because uh, the Bible said it. Uh, the U.S. Um, shoot, where am I now? America, America. <laughs> we as Christians have a dual citizenship, and yes, we are both. Uh, we both live in this country, but this country is not our home. It's the kingdom, right? The kingdom of God. It, it is with Him. It is. With Jesus sitting uh, on the throne, that is where we belong, and uh, and and ho- what we're doing right now, how we live our lives impacts that. In that case, how we treat one another, how we care for one another, how we treat those who are lost, right? Those who don't know Jesus, those are the that's the big thing we need to come back to. That those, those great commission commandments, um, and and I, so that's a start, right? That's where we start and get back to. We get back to those Bible principles that I think sometimes get ignored uh when we get into the thick of policies and candidates and and morality of candidates but man i think it starts with humility right
0: because a lack of humility means that you think you're right and other people are wrong no matter what and if you think like that there's no room to hear anybody else yeah and there's no room to be you're not looking to be convinced or persuaded of anything else And so if there's not a humility in the hearts of people in the church, as there was extreme humility in the heart of Christ, we're going nowhere real fast. We're not going to get back anywhere. If people don't look at other sides and situations and say, well, yeah, I think the way I do about this, but I recognize that there are alternative views. And the big one, I could be wrong. That is a statement that needs to seep into our hearts because then we can start to hear other sides and hear other perspectives and not even to have our minds changed necessarily, just to recognize that these are not evil people for thinking differently than me. And in fact, we do all love Christ. So we are all one in the spirit and we, he does want harmony from us. Oof. So I'm gonna, can I put, can I push back a little bit? I'm going to be, uh, no,
1: I'm, I'm gonna, be not, no, no. I, I feel like, uh, so this, I love what you said. Now I, we, now imagine you're someone who, um, who believe that a brother or sister in christ was so enveloped into their candidate um, almost to the point of like on the on the extreme right i think i think they're you know we, we've seen the extremes of of like uh of people who are have completely all sold out to to donald trump or to joe biden what do you do with that how do you approach someone who's like well this person uh, uh because they believed in donald trump so much right like i can't i can't possibly have a relationship with that person, or you can pull out Donald Trump and Joe Biden. What do you say to a person who's like, I've, I've dismissed that, that brother and sister in Christ um, from yeah from having a relationship with them again? What do you, what do, you do with that? Because I, I think that's a fair question. I think, that's, I think it's a tough one to answer. Um, I don't even know if I know the answer to that because I think in my own heart, I'm wrestling sometimes with the frustration and anger with people who are just so um, sold out to one side or the other. That I don't. I don't know what to do. So, Andrew, uh, you're you're a pastor too, man. What do you, what do you think? Just on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
0: I think of the parable of the farmer and the seeds, and I think of how Jesus said, "Scatter seed everywhere. It's going to fall different places, and it's going to die some places. In fact, three out of the four places it fell, it died mm-hmm. in various ways." And I also think about something I heard Robbie Zacharias say in referring to speaking with cynics versus skeptics when it comes to apologetics of the Christian faith. So skeptics are people who are genuinely looking for answers. And they have questions, and they may even be fierce, but they they will hear the truth, and they want the truth, and they're yeah. looking for it. Cynics are people who are looking to pin you down, not looking to have their mind changed. They're just looking to trip you up and engage in an argument. And he's pretty clear. He says, I have all the time in the world for a skeptic and I have no time in the world for a cynic. And that is a harsh truth. I think, especially in modern day church ease and church world, because we're supposed to love everybody Mm -hmm. and try to win everybody to Christ. That is true. Those statements are not false, but to take that to the extreme means that we give everything for one person or we give everything for one relationship And that relationship may be lost and that that person has the heart of a cynic and not a skeptic. And they're not looking to be convinced and they won't be. Mm, And So that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that we disown them as a person or not be their friend or be in a relationship with them. Yeah. But it does mean when it comes to this topic that they are like that in. I'm not going to engage with somebody like that. Yeah. yeah, I could think of two people right now (laughs) that I will no longer engage with certain topics because it's not fruitful and it just wastes time. And just like money and any other resource, time is a resource and there are other people or things or ventures that need my time or that need our time to further the kingdom. And I'm not going to waste it on this topic with this person when they are a cynic Mm -hmm. and they are the conversation is going to go nowhere. It's not fruitful for anybody. So we're not even going to
1: engage. So kind of like a pick your, pick your battles, right yep. there you can't, you can't fight everything. You can't respond to every single Facebook post that you see. You can't. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that. I, you know, uh, as we were talking, I was thinking about, you know, because yeah, I can, I can think of people too, you know, where I've got a difference of opinions, even within our own congregation. Right. And so sometimes that thought is like, there is that, that, that side of me where, you know, when we're worshiping together and like communal worship, whatever that looks like right now, uh, cause you know, we're still living in this COVID time, uh, COVID hashtag COVID. Life. Yeah. Right. Right. Can't wait till that's done. Um, I, I mean, there's this, there's this thought that goes, man, how can that person, um, if they believe X or, or believe Y, how can they, you know, there's like, I'm bothered by them being here and, and worshiping. And, and I think that's where I got to take a step back and go, Okay, the Holy Spirit works in everyone differently. Everyone's on the same process of being sanctified and being worked on. It's not my role. It's not your role. I mean, as pastors, we we don't play the Holy Spirit, but we point people back to the Holy Spirit, right? We point people back to uh, wrestling, working out their their salvation with fear and trembling by being in Scripture. And and yeah, I know some people, there are some people who are, are super devout Christians that have some extremely different political views than I do, right? And, and sometimes that can bother me. But then it, it comes back to the Lord is working in everyone, uh, is working in everyone individually. At the end of the day, everyone is broken, everyone has broken views and broken thoughts. And 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 yes, we all need humility. You're exactly right, Andrew. Um, but it's not my role to to humble someone and make them have humility, right? Or is it is it that person's role to do that to me as well, right? I think that's where you can cause disunity and division when when everyone's trying to argue with one another to a, a stance that no one's going to budge on. Uh, this is why I think, I think, I think social media is from the devil, right? <laughs> I think, I think, I think Satan really like low key threw that in there to, to mess with uh, everyone. Um, <laughs> and, and, and then, and then he threw in Twitter in there. So you could, uh, you could really spread around your, uh, your, your, get,
0: your poison. Bitcoin going to be the one world currency. Oh you know, gosh. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, it's happening. Oh no. Goodness. Yeah, and that feels like a tangible step to come out of this because it is the spirit. It's not us, despite however much I would like to humble people. I'm sure people like to humble me. It is the spirit that does that. And because of that, the tangible step, while I won't waste time engaging in a conversation about a particular topic with a particular person who I know to be a cynic not a skeptic, not looking to have their mind changed, I should and will pray for them, hopefully, which – yeah. Is how how the spirit responds to prayer, and we called to pray for, <laughs> hopefully, wouldn't call them our enemies, brothers and sisters in Christ, but we pray for people that we disagree with. Right? Yeah, and not only does that work in affecting how the spirit works in their life, but it affects your own life. I mean, your heart starts. There's a reason that commandment is in the Bible and the
1: wisdom behind that, because
0: your heart starts to change. Towards the person that you are praying for, it is.
1: I I heard this quote: "It is harder to hate someone when you pray for them." Mm. That is so
0: true. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're praying bad things for their doom, yeah. (laughs) In which case, it's easier to hate them.
1: (laughs) Right, right. Your
0: point stands. Yeah. Yep. Any other tangible, practical steps, advice that you have?
1: for the church yeah. in con- concrete ways moving forward. You know, I I feel like right now everyone, what here's here's what people should do, right? Um they should take a sabbath. You know, they should they should take a break from uh if, if you are if you are the kind of uh individuals that are uh, they're sc- are they're scouring the uh the the news feeds for for updates and things like um, there is just, I there is so much exhaustion that comes out of that, right? By, um, by what you're reading, different arguments being thrown out, what the other side says, and who you disagree with. Um, everyone just needs a break, right? Like this has been, a, this has been a hard past. What since we've been in this in, in March, like yeah, man. I mean, we we've been in this for a while. The fatigue is real, right? And I think we feel that as pastors within the church, um, that there there is a real fatigue right now um, by us. And uh, and I think I don't know what the answer is because I, I we we could be in this for a few more months and in COVID life um, in January I'm sure po- kind of these politics are going to come back up again um, and and even right now right there's a lot of um, people are still questioning the results and, and you know that gets into arguments I think I think we all just need to to Sabbath and, and to disarm ourselves from from what is what we're seeing and, and really again sounds churchy. But it is to seek the Lord, and it's to seek the Lord with others. It's 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 to be okay with not having to talk about. When well, we got Thanksgiving coming up, like it is okay to not talk about politics, right? Uh, it is okay to talk about. Then what will we talk about? Well, Mike? I know well, that's where there's those little snap, those little uh, uh, question packets you can pick up. You know, they ask you know just pick up, just pick up a few of those. And what's your uh, favorite bird? <laughs> yeah, no, Uncle. We I don't want to talk about the policies of. You know, there are a lot of things that we can do, but I think I think we. We all need life-giving relationships right now. So if we can, if we can take a break from these artificial relationships on social media, um, and and actually invest into real life, life-giving in, like relationships that don't talk about politics, maybe you know, I think I think it's what people need at this point, right? And step outside in nature. Bring your Bible. Read three chapters of a gospel or Psalms. Yeah.
0: And and pray and just be, you know, it's interesting. My dad sends me a lot of articles to read about various things, um, mostly Christian stuff. And back in college, he sent me one. And it was interviewing thousands of centennials, people that lived to be a hundred years old. Mm. And just the article was reflecting on their lives and what they had learned and regrets and, um, good things and bad things. And so it actually listed their top three regrets uh, of centennials and, Almost across the board, the percentages were incredible. How many centennials said these were uh, three regrets? Number one was that they worked too much. Hmm. Number two was that they didn't spend enough time with their family, hmm. which go hand in hand for sure for a lot of people. And number three was that they didn't spend enough time stepping back and reflecting, sitting on the rocking chair on the porch, sure, and not just take a take a beat away from just doing, doing, doing. And just reflect and step back, just like you said, a, sab- a Sabbath sabbatical um, for a day, for a week. Do a do a phone sabbatical for an hour a day, for a day, a week, a week, a year. I've heard that's the one I've heard people mm-hmm. doing, which I think is great. So yeah,
1: that's yeah, good. We all, yeah, we all, we all need to rest. All right, I think I think we all need to rest and 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 treat our fellow man. Uh, with a little more kindness, a little more compassion right now, no matter if your candidate won or lost. And, uh, you know, I think that's, 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 for us as Christians, that should be easy, right? We we should be doing that. And, um, and, and, and even if we're, even if you, if your candidate lost in this election, um, God is still sovereign. God is still, God still reigns. And, and, and we have, vict- God, God wins in the end. Uh, God doesn't need a politician to advance his mission. The church is going to keep going and so I feel like I, I take joy and confidence in that to where it's like, you know, yeah, things are kind of shaky right now, but God's got it. Like, we're going to we're going we're gonna to be OK. Like the, the church will, will survive. Right? Things are going to be fine. And so I can embrace my fellow man and I can take a break from arguing and yeah, just enjoy the, the sweet, sweetness of, of good friendships, which are needed right now. Mm. Politics will not last for eternity
0: relationships will.
1: Mm. that's good i like it it's a good final final note that's a good a final note
0: well episode six in the books
1: mike what are you thankful for this week uh andrew i gotta say i am thankful for uh video games and christmas hallmark movies because <laughs> that's how i got through aka distraction, uh, election day last week yes yes <laughs> And a shout out to Cops Custard, right? Ooh. Because there was a couple of days where we grabbed some custard here. Ooh, pumpkin uh, cheesecake! Come on. Oh, I gotta try that. I gotta Ooh. try that. Um, you got any thank yous? Uh, anyone you want to thank? You know, I am thankful
0: for garages. Really? We haven't had a garage a lot of our life, and we haven't lived up north a lot of our life. But uh, came out the other morning and the frost on the car, and and uh, just always fun having to you know normal thing people do start your car let it of defrost or if there's snow. Big snow in the night, but we have a garage, two-car garage now. So I made space, and I don't have to face that this winter, which is going to be an incredible blessing. I
1: love how that's such a little thing. Right? That is such a great it thing to be thankful for. Things, it is know? the little things, man.
0: Yes. I don't have to scrape off the guard. Yeah, I love it. Except when I forget and I remember at 10 o'clock at night, I'm too lazy to go put it back Yeah, tomorrow, yeah.
1: I wake up with a foot of snow. It's all right. Bring uh, on winter. Oh, yeah. little, little things. Thing. I need the little things to little things.
0: get me through. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us for episode six of the Redeeming Church podcast with Michael John. What's your name? Michael Leon. Leon. Wow. <laughs> with Michael Leon Weiss and Andrew Legoff, just in case you want to background check us or something. Or sure. Steal yeah. our identities. Yeah join us uh in a couple of weeks we'll do another podcast potentially thanksgiving themed who knows but uh until then hope you stay safe stay sane follow christ let him be your identity and until next time i'm
1: andrew and i'm mike and this was the redeeming church podcast